We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Alexander, Dr. A. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel. It's Tuesday, January 23rd. I'm Doc. He's Roth. We're going to have a lot of news to cover. There's a late-breaking trade that just happened. You may have heard something about Joel Embiid. Let's do it. Raphael, what's up, man? Welcome back to the to the attic. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. Um, thank you for having me. You know, I, looking forward to it. To be honest, with you. it's been a while since we've spoken, so we got a lot to talk about. Apparently, so I guess so. I, I doubt we get to everything that's on the uh, the agenda for today. But uh, for those of you who don't know, Raf and I worked together for years at, at NBC Sports. He's still there doing his thing. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. I think is at Raphael J. Yes. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I miss you and uh, I especially miss your lawn crew on Friday afternoons. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we don't have to deal with them anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, Ralph, I, I awoke from a slumber a little while ago and saw a trade alert on my phone. The Miami Heat have acquired Terry Rozier from the Hornets for Kyle Lowry, my favorite player, and a uh, 2027 first-round pick. And then I saw an update from Woj that uh, Charlotte is not done yet. They're going to just try to compile as many future assets as they can for this trade deadline. Yeah, it's. Um, I think from Charlotte's point of view, it's all about the draft assets. They're not going anywhere. Anytime soon. Um, I think it would help whether we're talking like the build of their franchise or even fantasy basketball, if there was some clarity on Mark Williams. Um, he's been out for Lord knows how long with a back injury. Don't really know how long he's going to be out for. And given how well he was playing before the injury, he looks like a key cog in their rebuild. So you kind of want to know what, the, what you're dealing with there. Uh, I think at this point, I think LaMelo Ball and Brandon Miller are probably the two locks for their, their rebuild right now, but that Williams question kind of lingers. I think Rogier, obviously we can talk about him a bit more in depth. I think that's a big move for Miami because they weren't getting much from out of Kyle Lowry. 
he'll help with their spacing. Um, he's in the midst of a career year in terms of points per game. So I'm looking forward to see how that fits because they clearly need to make an upgrade at the point guard position. And I think they've done it. Do you think, uh, do you think Terry Rogier's numbers take a hit? Um, Maybe a little bit, you know, he's averaging a little over 23 points per game. You know, you might take a slight hit there and maybe the assists as well, 6.6 per game, just because you have other playmakers there. But I think he'll be able to make up for it in other areas. Like the catch and shoot numbers weren't good in Charlotte. I think they'll be better playing with Jimmy and Bam and Tyler Hero in Miami. So it'll take a slight hit, but I don't think it's going to be anything for fantasy managers to be too concerned about. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I think he'll take a slight hit, but not enough that, that fantasy managers can panic or really do anything about it. It's not like you're going to run out and try to trade Terry Rozier right now, probably. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it makes the Heat a better team. I mean, the Heat are already really good. And it, it, you know, they weren't getting a lot from 38-year-old Kyle Lowry or however, however old he is. Um, he's here 36 to 38. He's old. Um, so having Rogier in there really uh, makes them a better basketball team, which I think is the key there. Um, maybe this hurts Tyler Hero just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's could have been a lot worse for, for everyone involved. Uh, I think Rogier comes out of it okay. I think everybody on the Heat comes out of it okay. It gives them another body to play with when. Jimmy Butler takes two days off every week. Um, so that'll help too. Um, all right, Ralph, moving on to last night. Did you get to watch Joel Embiid play basketball last night? Yes. Yes, I did. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> Do you know who was calling that game? It was Spiro Ditas, uh, 3D was on the sideline. Who was the guy? Who was the color guy that kept saying, cooking? He's getting ready know. to cook. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the uh, the Sixers feed, so I don't know. I know it was an NBA TV game as well, so I don't know who was calling uh, it for them. Yeah, so. somehow I ended up on the NBA TV feed, and the dude kept saying, "Oh, get ready, Embiid's going to start cooking," and he used <laughs> some form of the word "cook" like fifteen to twenty times while we were watching. My wife finally goes, "Who is that? Why is he talking about cooking so much?" Uh, <laughs> Embiid finished with 70 points, 18 rebounds. Uh, well, how that 41 get in there? Uh, 18 rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block. Hit 20, 24 of 41 shots, 21 of 21, 21 of 23 free throws. Um, scored more points than anybody ever has in a Sixers uniform, passing Wilt Chamberlain. The only other guy that ever had a 70-15 game that I know of is Michael Jordan. So uh, Embiid was just abusing Wembenyama. He was abusing the entire Spurs team. It seemed like every shot he took was from the free throw line. Yeah. Just that little pop, that little mm -hmm. range pop. And uh, it was just – it was money. It was butter. Yeah. Yeah, it was – it was pretty ridiculous. You had a feeling he was in for a big night when they asked Rick Popovich before the game what his defensive strategy was, and he really didn't have an answer. It's like, you want me to sit up here and lie to you? Um, they didn't have an answer. As you noted, that 15-footer was was money all night. Um, 
You know, the first ever 17, 70, 18, and five line in NBA history. Um, mm. it's, it was absurd what he did. And it's Victor Wembanyama had a good night, too. I think he scored, what, like 33 or something like that. Thought yeah. he played well. Just that guarding Joel Embiid is above his pay grade right now. And pretty much no one in the league can really stop him. So, yeah, it was just funny to see some Sixers players getting booed for taking open shots during the fourth quarter <laughs> when Joel hadn't reached 70. But uh, I'm sure they'll clean that up. Well, my son was sitting there and he wanted he wanted to see 81. He said, <laughs> What are you doing? Like Ty, or, uh, I think uh, was was it uh Kenyon Martin? Daniel House took one. House took corner. one. Everybody yeah. got so mad. Soren got mad. Everybody's yelling at the TV, like, no. <laughs> uh and you know it seemed like they took forever to get him back in the game but mm-hmm. other thoughts on Embiid uh the January that he's having right now is just stupid 40.3 yeah. points 11 rebounds 5.4 assists 1.1 steals 1.6 blocks he's shooting 54 41 and 87 uh the 87 from the line is huge because he's going to the line mm-hmm. you know 20 to 25 times every night People are, are like, it's not fair. He shouldn't be shooting that many times. But Giannis does it, too. Giannis mm-hmm. only makes half of them, though. So that's yeah. the difference. Um, Sixers are 6-1 six and one during this stretch. I mean, is this the greatest month in the history of fantasy hoops that we've ever seen a player have? It's up there for sure. Uh, and it's funny that he was really good in December, too. But I think a lot of those games were against, like, the Pistons and Wizards. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe if the schedule strengthens up a bit, you know, the numbers may go down. He's just kept on rolling. I think the only thing that would probably stop him from another MVP is the games limit. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to play 65 games. Um, If he does, it'd be hard-pressed to find a better MVP candidate because that team's been improved as well. So you get the team success, the individual success. It's all there. It's just a question of whether or not he hits 65 games. Yeah. um. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another thought that ran through my head as I was watching that game is what is Pop doing? And 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 that runs through my head every single time I watch the Spurs play basketball this year. Like, mm-hmm. is he tanking? Is he trying? Does he care? Uh, was his five-year $80 million contract extension a money grab? Like, like what what are what is Pop doing? I think he's coaching. I think it's more of like an evaluation type deal like he's definitely holding guys accountable you see a couple guys get cussed out throughout the course of the game last night uh, for missed assignments or what have you so I I don't think it's a matter of you know kind of mailing it in or just taking a payday it's just a completely different situation than he's had in seasons past I think the one my biggest critique would be having Trey Jones coming off the bench for as long as he did Um, he's clearly the best playmaker on that roster and when you're trying to cultivate a talent like Wimbledon I think you want to make things as easy for him as possible with regard to how he gets the ball and where he gets it. And that wasn't happening early in the season. So I think if you're going to be critical of Pop of anything, for anything, it would be that. Uh, I would trade Jones getting hurt late in that game last night is a concern. Um, Jeremy Sohan's played better basketball, but I don't see him as like a primary playmaker in any way, you know, shape or form. So. I think Pop's fine. You know, it's a young group. He's doing more coaching than he has, you know, in most of his prior seasons. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's mailing it at all. <laughs> um, speaking of Trey Jones, he went down with a right foot with a foot injury. Didn't look good the way he was rolling around on the ground and hobbled off. Um, Sohan has been the point guard for that team for about half the season. He had 14 points, six boards, four assists, a block and three triples. Um, they could throw Blake Wesley out there to start if so. If uh, Trey Jones is going to miss time, what are you? What are you doing if you uh, had a move to make right now as far as picking up a Spurs point guard? Um, I'd probably take a roll the dice on Sohan in, yeah. in hopes that he's like a supplementary playmaker and not the primary guy. Because, like I said earlier, I don't think that's in his makeup right now. Um. I'm not touching Blake Wesley or Malachi Branham. I think those are both like wait and see type guys. Um, See what they do over the course of like five games. I think you certainly afford to do that because unless you're playing in like a 30 team league, I don't see the point in adding either of those guys right now. Yeah. I'm not messing with Wesley. I I would pick Sohan up uh, as insurance right now, especially if you've got Trey Jones, I've got him on a couple teams. Um, and, and Trey was playing better, too. Like, he's playing pretty good lately. So, that's kind of a – that was kind of sad to see him go down. I hope – hopefully he's not too hurt. Um, what do what do we do about Keldon Johnson, man? He got moved to the bench, 4-12 last night, eight points, two boards. I mean, is this rock bottom or, or is it going to 
continue to be kind of shaky for Keldon? I'm not reading too much into last night just because he missed a lot of time with a chin laceration. So I think that kind of skewed his numbers in that regard. Only played 21 minutes. He's gonna re- he's gonna approach 30 minutes per night when healthy. Um, it's not a great situation with him coming off the bench, but I think it's kind of it doesn't really strike me as being too different from, than what he was as a starter. You know, he is barely like a one one twenty five one fifty player as a starter. He's just outside of that range right now. You know, I don't really nothing nothing much really changes for me with regard to Calvin Johnson. To be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish he was starting. Um, I, he, he has been trending down, I would say, but, I mean, I don't know that there's a lot any of us can do about it. My last Spurs question, um, I need you to look into your crystal ball, Roth. Is is Victor Wimanyama going to play in a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday against Portland and Minnesota? It'll be the first time he'd done it since Christmas, right before Christmas. Um and also, Pop said that he's going to, you know, the, the back-to-back ban on Wemby was going to end very soon. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true, and do you think he might play him back-to-back this week? I think it's true. I just don't know if it'll happen this week. Um, Port, you got, I don't know, it's two completely different matchups. Like Portland, their center position, they've got DeAndre Ayton, but I don't know, it, it's... It doesn't hold a candle to Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. So I think if they're going to try to steal one more rest day, it might be that Portland game. Just kind of get them geared up for, for Minnesota. Okay. Uh, Ralph, Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with promo code RWNBA. It's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free Rotowire subscription and deposit bonus. Um, let's move on to the Pistons real quick. Uh, Osser Thompson. Rafi was kind of coming on over the last three games. He had a career high on Saturday, I think 22 points. The minutes were creeping up. The production was creeping up. He's mostly just a points, threes, and rebounds guy right now anyway. But uh, it was back to earth on Monday night with zero points, five rebounds in 19 minutes. And then there's Alec Burks, who I picked up. The Pistons play four times this week. I thought Burks might have a good game or two out of four. Still got time for that to happen. Last night was not one of those, though. He hit three of 12 shots. All three of them were three-pointers. He had nine points, two boards, three assists. Um, Sasser got hot, uh, hit nine, nine of 17, scored 23. Sasser could be a silly season hero, in my opinion. What are your What are your thoughts on some of these Pistons guys that uh, are, are just super hard to predict? Osar Thompson's a firm hold for me. Um, I have him rostered in a couple leagues. He's averaging 0.8 steals, 0.9 blocks per game on the season. Um, He's another guy that I think is going to kick up the production later in the season. I think after the trade deadline, I don't know if Alec Burks is going to be there after that point. Um, 
he didn't play well on Monday, but he's been on fire recently. I think it's kind of gotten him on the radar of more contending teams that may be looking to upgrade their bench before the trade deadline. So Thompson's a hold for me. Um, Sasser, I have him on a few watch lists. I think that's what I would do right now, Um, as well as he played on Monday. The minutes haven't always been there, uh, even with Killian Hayes not really showing much. Um, Maybe that changes pretty soon, but yeah, I think right now Sasser is someone just to keep an eye on. Um, and Alsar Thompson, if you have him rostered, I would not drop him um, because I think he's going to be someone who can blow up later this season, especially with that defensive potential. I, I'm a big fan of Alsar Thompson. I just wish the Pistons had like a, a stable rotation for him to kind of flourish in. It's interesting. He's kind of a polarizing fantasy player because my guest last week, uh, Yuri, I was like, are you holding on Sarah Thompson? She's like, I can't afford to. I'm trying to win my league. Um, they're not playing him enough minutes. And, and the Pistons are have this weird win now mentality uh, with a team that is not going to win now. And they just keep playing the same guys over and over again. And a lot of those guys are not kids. It's like Bohan Bogdanovich. And um, it's just been weird. So, you know, a lot of people are like, no, you can't afford to hold Osser Thompson. You're like, I'm absolutely holding Osser Thompson. I kind of like after the trade deadline, though. Maybe maybe the Pistons will finally throw in the towel on the season after the trade deadline and, and let Osser Thompson play. I will say he was playing well enough those last three games that I was this close to jumping back in, but now uh, I'm kind of out again. But um, then again, he got picked up in that league, so I don't I don't have access to him anyway. Um, over in Cleveland, Sam Merrill uh, got hot, hit eight to 13 threes, 26 points, three rebounds, and assists, a steal. Um, I was kind of shocked to find out that he's scored in uh, double digits in four straight games now, Ralph. Decent boards, decent assists. Hits a lot of threes. Is, is he automatic pickup right now? And why is he why is he coming on? I think so. Um, part of the reason Karis Levert's been out the last two games with a wrist injury. So there's even more need for his perimeter shooting ability within that offense. Cleveland's been rolling, you know, recently. I think they've won like eight in a row. Um they've got better shooting, you know, in terms of Merrill, the three-point shooting that he's provided. I think he's someone that you have to pick up right now. Uh, we'll see what happens once they get Darius Garland and Karis LeVert back in the rotation. But for now, Merrill's someone that I would definitely pick up if he's available. Yeah, I don't know when they're going to have uh, Karis LeVert back full-time because Karis LeVert plays about as often as Jimmy Butler does. He'll, he'll come in and have like two great games, score 30 in one and 22 in the other, and then he'll take a game or two off, and then he'll be back, and then he'll disappear like he's – it's really tough to get a to get a feel for. Um, I like Merrill. I, I think he's a a sneaky sneaky pickup right now that not a lot of people are talking about. So, um, over in Orlando, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. has been starting. Markel Fultz moved back in the starting lineup and then disappeared one game later to get some rest. Uh, WCJ is seventeen points, seven boards, and a steal. Over his last five, are you are you all in on Wendell Carter Jr. right now? Well, yeah, it feels like he's gotten back to where he was before the injuries in terms of minutes and place in the rotation. So, yeah, I, I'm in on Wendell Carter Jr. Um, 
figuring out who's backing him up has been a bit tricky. I think it's been more and more with Wagner recently. Um, Gogo Bitadze kind of slipped out of the rotation, out of playing well as a starter after playing well as a starter while Wendell was out. But yeah, I think Carter's pretty much the only one you can truly rely on at the center position in Orlando right now. Uh, I agree with that. And then are, uh, how many point guards is too many point guards for the Magic? I mean, it, it's it's kind of a mess with Fultz and Suggs and uh, Cole Anthony. Like, are you messing with any of them? Maybe Suggs. You know, Suggs, Anthony uh, coming off the bench has been good. But I think that's that's another team I'm watching at the trade deadline because they need perimeter shooting. And as you mentioned, they have a surplus of point guards. Now, Fultz's name has come up in some trade rumors. So maybe he's the one they try to move. But that medical history, I kind of wonder what type of value they would get in return for him. I think if anything, they're going to need to add a shooter, a reliable shooter at the deadline. And one of those guys may be gone. I don't really see them moving on from Suggs or Anthony at this point, though. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do either. They, they sort of have a log jam. Um, similar at point guard to what the Pacers and Hawks have at forward. Like mm-hmm. something's got to give on those teams. They they need to move some pieces around to clear up, clear up space for the, the ballers to ball. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, Rob, are very interesting right now. Uh, my man Vince Williams Jr. had 18 and 10 last night. Santi Aldama has been starting. He had 10 points, four boards, four assists, steal. Uh, Luke Kennard. 19 points, seven boards, five triples. Xavier Tillman, who a lot of people were picking up instead of uh, Aldama, uh, total dud. David Roddy had nine points, eight boards. Gigi Jackson went on that two-game tear and and now has been down for three three straight games. He did have uh, 21 minutes, seven points, five boards. Steal on the block and three. Uh, and then Jacob Gilliard only getting 13 minutes is ludicrous to me. I think it, they should be playing him. Uh, who are the guys you like in Memphis uh, if, uh, out of that out of that crew? Um, Kennard and Vince for sure. You know, Kennard hit five three pointers last night. Um, it's kind of a de facto playmaker for them right now, given all the injuries they have. You know, at the point guard position. Um, so those two for sure. Um, I think the thing with Tillman. He's been dealing with lingering knee issues. Uh, so he got off to a good run when he was in the starting lineup. Then he had to miss a couple games. So I think that's why it's been so difficult to rely on him in fantasy, just because when he gets rolling, knee soreness creeps up and he has to sit out a couple. So that kind of, it probably boosts Aldama a little bit here. Um, John Conchar blocked five shots apparently last night. Um, <laughs> I don't. That's not really reliable production from him. You know, kudos for him for getting it done. But that's not something you're not going to expect, like, five total defensive contribution from him, you know, on a nightly basis, much less five block shots. So, and for me, it's Kennard and Vince Williams right now in terms of, you know, must-haves off that roster. And I think Conkar, and I'm sorry I missed those five blocks, uh, Conkar is playing in front of Gigi and – you know, a lot of people are not happy about that. Where are you with Gigi? Did you get excited after those first two games and, and pick him up? Or were you like, eh, this seems like a flash in the pan. He's going to be back in the G League. Did you not Did you not take that bait? I didn't. 
he's he's largely just a scorer at this point. You know, he doesn't. He got hot. You know, he went in the feels like leather mode, and the shots just happened to go in. So I think that was why I was hesitant on him. I think he's someone that after the trade deadline, it's another player you may want to look more more into in terms of fantasy ads. But right now, not really dealing with him. Uh, moving on to the Hornets, PJ Washington, five of seven shots, two triples, 12.7 boards, three assists, a steal on block. No Mark Williams, no Nick Richards. So uh, I loaded up PJW on uh, my FanDuel team yesterday. Uh, I, I faced a guy that played uh, Joel Embiid, and I lost by like seven points. So hmm. didn't work out, but it, it was not a bad call, I didn't think. Uh, is PJ Washington an automatic pickup right now? I think he has to be. Is yeah. what are your other options there? Um, you know, with Richards out, with Williams, we don't know when he'll be back. You're not going to add Nathan Mensa or JT Thor. Um, you know, that would be the ultimate scraping the bottom of the barrel type situation. So, yeah, it's PJ Washington, or you just look at another team for big man help. Uh, Brandon Miller hit 11 of 13 shots, 27 points, three boards, two assists, one steal, three triples. His last three games, he scored 27, 23, and 24. Um, And in the words of my son last night, is Brandon Miller good? Yeah, he's he's definitely good. Uh, And I think that Rozier trade is going to boost him even more. one less person to take away scoring opportunities from him. Man, I, Brandon Miller is going to be someone that his fancy stock's going to be, you know, through the roof in these upcoming games here, I think. Um, I think beyond him, maybe you look at like a Nick Smith Jr. for later in the season. But right now, it's just pretty much all Brandon Miller in terms of, you know, fantasy prospects in Charlotte. Yeah, I like that take, Roth. Uh, like, target him in trades right now. Like, go get Brandon Miller because – Somebody's going to have to score in Charlotte, yeah. and it ain't going to be Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, tackle millions in prizes all playoffs long in FanDuel Fantasy Contest. If you're new to fantasy, there's no better time to get in on the action because right now new customers get a 100% deposit match up to $100 playing fantasy for huge cash prizes on FanDuel, and it's fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup and watch your team move up the leaderboard. Plus, on FanDuel, you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single-game contests, season-long best ball contests, beginner-only contests, which are great for learning the ropes, and more. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So kick off your FanDuel career with a 100% deposit match up to $100. Go to FanDuel.com to start playing for huge cash prizes today. Ralph, are you still playing any FanDuel? I'm absolutely terrible at daily fantasy, so <laughs> I try to keep a little money in my pocket. Yeah. I got you. Me and my boys play like a, there's four or five of us. We play every day for mm-hmm. two bucks, and then we do five dollars on Fridays. Uh, I thought I had last night. I thought I had last night, man. I had <laughs> PJW. I had some some Luca going. I had some. Some big numbers piling up, but the the Embiid going for 107 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, FanDuel points just kind of kind of ruined my dreams. Thanks to my buddy Keelan, Coach Coach <laughs> K, Keelan Mark, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. 
Why didn't we get to this sooner? Well, I, I don't think it was near at the same level as what we saw from Embiid. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns hit 21 of 35 shots yesterday. 10 three-pointers. 10 of 14 free throws. He had 62 points, 8 boards, 2 assists. Now, it looked like Cat had a chance to go for 70 also. And he just had a, like a fourth-quarter meltdown. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I did. He just kept forcing it, trying to drive. Was, wasn't getting foul calls. Wasn't getting anything really working. And uh, they just kind of fizzled out, lost the lead, and and then lost the game. Uh, pretty disappointing turn of events uh, for the Wolves. Yeah. Um, Chris Finch absolutely lit into his team in the post-game press conference. Um, no Mike Conley out there. You know, hamstring issue. They didn't look very good. I know Cat had 44 in the first half, but it felt like some of the guys weren't fully engaged. I thought Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a good game filling in for Conley. So if you streamed him, you got some decent value there with the 18 points. But Anthony Edwards, things 3 of 11 from the field, had 11 assists, but maybe he was a little bit too deferential to Towns offensively. Maybe that had something to do with it. But I think, if anything, they may have underestimated Charlotte. You know, the team is 10-31 and 31 on a season. They've had that knack for kind of taking teams lightly, you know, at times. I know their record doesn't exactly show it, but they've struggled with some teams that they should probably blow off the floor this season. So, Towns got the 62. Like you mentioned, he tailed off late. I don't know. I think once Conley gets back out there, they'd be a bit more focused uh, in terms of what they're supposed to do out there. Yeah, Conley was just resting. Uh, Ant Edwards looked terrible. Um, Conley actually looked good. He had that that cool vest on the we, the woven vest and the the yeah. crazy pants. Um, and it, it props to Mike Conley, man. I, I kind of thought he was done, but he's he he's driving that train, and they're they're still the best team in the West right now. And uh, apparently, Ant and the rest of those guys can't play without him because Ant was terrible. Three of 11, like you said, nine points, 11 assists. Uh, I love Anthony Edwards. He's having a great season. I, they need they need Conley out there to steady steady that ship and, and keep control of what's going on. It'll be – I can't wait to see what happens in the West as far as where the Wolves finish and how they do in the playoffs. It, it should be pretty fun. Um, for the Dallas Mavericks, we got the return of Luka Doncic. 33 points, a season high, 18 boards, 13 assists, uh, two steals. Ralph, my big question on Luca is he is he gonna play on Friday against the Hawks? And he's gonna play on Saturday against the Kings, because I am going to that Hawks game with uh, Soren and I are in. We're going to see Luca. We don't want another situation where we get there and he's not playing. I need your help. I think he'll play. Um not, not like I have any like inside information or anything, but I just think he'll play. I don't know. They got Phoenix on Wednesday, so maybe that's got something. That may be a factor, depending on whether or not he gets out of that one healthy. But True. I think he'll be out there. Yeah, if he gets out of Wednesday healthy, I think they play him against the Hawks. Um, his only visit here this year. Mm-hmm. People want to see him. Um, Tim Harway Jr. is kind of balling, having a good season. Kyrie Irving, when he had what you know, he's out with that injury for a while, but he's playing really well. The Mavericks are better than I thought they were going to be. Um, are you surprised by the the season Tim Hardaway's having? 
Not really. You know, I think the role, whether he the few times he's been able to start or primarily coming off the bench, he's able to just come in as a shooter. You know, and I think that's his comfort zone. He shot the ball well. He didn't have like I know usually he'll have like a slow start to the season. That didn't happen this time around. So I think that was encouraging for for the Mavericks and fantasy managers. Um, I'm all in on Tim Hardaway Jr. I think he'll be fine the rest of the way too. I think so too. He's been better than guys like Brad Beal and some other players. So uh, good job, Timmy Hardaway. Uh, we got good Kobe White last night. 26 points, 10 boards, 9 assists, 2 steals, 4 triples, 10 of 14 shooting. When good Kobe White is good, my my 30, uh, 30 deep team is really, really good. Roth, you and I are playing each other this week in 30 deep. I believe. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, man, if if I get good Kobe White combined with Victor Wimbanyama um, four games, then, then I'm tough to beat. But Victor... Victor's missed six games. A lot of those were three and two game weeks. So had a lot of rough luck with Wimby so far in that league. But um, I love my team. I've, I've got guys that play a lot. I've avoided injuries. Where I just can't get over the over the hump. But Kobe White was great last night. What I wanted to talk about is Alex Caruso. Uh, 15 points, four boards, three assists, three blocks, five triples. And Io DeSumo. Uh, six eleven shooting, thirteen points, two steals, and a block. Both of those guys have been really good for like the last five games. Um, have you picked either of them up? And do you want to pick either of them up? I'd say Caruso, if anything, because he's starting. Um, Desunu, I think he had a good night again in Phoenix, but I think his potential is kind of dependent on who's out. Um, like Patrick Williams being available, I thought kind of sapped into his value a little bit but obviously they both had decent nights on um, on monday so i'm more of a caruso guy just because he's starting and i prefer i prefer him personally you know in january i think um yeah for the month of january caruso is averaging 1.8 steals and 1.3 blocks yeah. like that's that's no joke right there like mm-hmm. I, I think Caruso's the pickup too. I think Desumu, you look at the numbers over his last five, he's a fine pickup also. Both of them are going to play because no no Zach Levine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I like Caruso a little more than Desumu. Um, for the Suns, well, I just gave it away, but did you know Grayson Allen is the only guy in the league shooting 50? Is it 50-40 and 90 or 50-50 and 90? I think he was at 50, 50, and 90. Now he's down to 51, 49, and 90. But, uh, man, what a season Grayson Allen is having. Yeah. yeah. Um, 49.1 from three. So, yeah, he was pretty much a 50, 50, 90 guy. He's been an excellent pickup for them. I think this is kind of what they envisioned. Maybe not to this level, but he was a valuable pickup in that trade, in that three-team trade they got involved in with Portland and Milwaukee. So, He's pretty much a must-roster guy at this stage, um, which is something that not too many of us envisioned before the season started. So kudos to Grayson Allen. Yeah, make sure he's not floating around on your waiver wire. He should be rostered everywhere um, at this point. He's been hot. The Suns have won six straight. They're 7-3 and three over their last 10. They're quietly creeping up in the West. They're now to fifth place. 
Um, who do you have coming out of the West, Roth? The teams in order right now are the Wolves, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers, Suns, Pelicans, Kings, Mavericks, Lakers. I still like Denver. Um, I think they have the best starting five in the West. You know, the bench is a concern, but I believe they'll be able to get things in order between now and playoff time. As much as I don't want to fully believe in the Clippers, I think it may be different this time around. Uh, it looks like all the pieces fit together. The key for them is going to be getting Ivica Zubats back healthy, uh, getting him a good stretch of games for the postseason. But I think the, the Nuggets and Clippers end up playing in the Western Conference Finals. That's pretty much how I see it. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, I can see them going on runs as well. But I like I like Denver to come out of the West again. I'm going with the Thunder winning the West. Uh, I think the Suns are becoming scary, just like the Clippers are scary. The Clippers, the Clippers look real to me. Um, you know, ever since they got over that initial blip with James Harden, they they just nobody wants the Clippers. I think as long as Brad Beal can stay healthy, nobody wants the Suns. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what's happening there. Um, who do you have coming out of the East? after that Philadelphia run, I've still got Boston. Yeah, I still like Boston. I think, if anything, Philadelphia may be in that, truly in that mix. I think that's what we all expect in terms of that top three, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. Uh, Milwaukee's defense is a serious concern. Um, but Philadelphia, I think if they can stay healthy, they, they may need one more like bench piece, but in terms of those starters, especially Embiid and Maxi, if they can stay healthy, they look as good as they have during Embiid's run in Philadelphia. They need De'Anthony Melton back. Yeah, that'll help too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would solve a lot of problems. Because yeah. right now it's Embiid, it's Maxi, it's Tobias Harris, and then it's just a mm-hmm. mishmash of stuff. Um, speaking of Boston, is Derek White's kind of been in a funk lately. He hasn't been playing very good. Um is this who we've got for the rest of the season? I know Jalen and and uh, Jason both scored in the thirties last night. White's been kind of kind of funky lately. Is he is he good? Is he is he going to bounce back, or is this what we got? I think he'll be bounce back. Um, he had the sprained ankle that sat him for a game. I think he'll be fine. Um, it depends on what you're expecting of him. Like if you're expecting top fifty value, he may be a bit concerned. I was expecting more like top 75, especially after they added Drew Holiday. So I think he'll be fine personally. All right. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. Harrison Barnes last night out of nowhere. And I mean nowhere. 32 points, four boards, a steal, four triples. Of course he did it against the Atlanta Hawks because <laughs> they that's what they do. Uh, he had scored a total of 10 points his previous two games. Uh are you going to put him on a watch list and keep an eye on him, or is this straight-up fluke? I'd watch list him at best. I actually have him rostered in our 30-deep league. So, Did you have that, him going last night? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're playing four games this week, so That's he's an obvious problem. choice there. No, they're actually only playing three games, but it worked out well for me. But, yeah, I think if you're in a standard league, I would say watch list him um, because I don't believe he's obviously not going to put up 30 points on a nightly basis. You know, Sabonis had a quiet night offensively um, against the Hawks. So that's not going to happen very often. 
you're kind of hoping that Barnes can kind of settle in that 15, you know, to 17 point range with good rebounding numbers, but I don't even know if he's going to give you that. So yeah, I think he's a watch list guy right now. So Ralph, your 30 deep team is Ty Halliburton, Devin Vassell, Mm -hmm. Josh Hart, Darius, Jeremy Grant, Dario Sarge, Harrison Barnes, Clint Capella, and Duop Reith. Yeah. For for a 30-team draft, that is pretty amazing. That is uh yeah. that is very good. Why does it say that my battery is getting ready to run out? Okay. Yeah. Uh so that's pretty strong that I'm going up against my team is De'Aaron Fox, Toby White. Peyton Pritchard, Austin Reeves, Derek Jones Jr., Cam Thomas, Victor Wembanyama, and Zach Collins. Also a pretty formidable squad. Mm-hmm. I've got a 6-3 lead after last night, but that's going to change tonight. You've got more guys going, but this should be a battle, man. Yeah. And, uh, 30 deep is really fun when your team is good and healthy. It's not mm-hmm. fun when your number one pick goes down and yeah. your team stinks. Uh, so you got lucky that Halliburton was only out a couple weeks and not a mm-hmm. not a couple months. That's good. Yeah. That's good for you. Yeah, I did did get lucky there. Um, so good luck with that this week. Um, Marvin Bagley. He was all the rage for a minute in Washington when Daniel Gafford was out with a concussion. Gafford is back. Uh, are you still holding Bagley? Are you picking him up? Are you dumping him? Where are you at with Bagley? I'm holding him. Like you look at their center rotation, where else are they going to turn? You know, so he, I think he's going to get a good 20, 25 minutes per game. And depending on what happens with Gafford throughout the course of a, a matchup, you know, foul trouble, injuries, thing of the like. So, yeah, Bagley's a hold for me if you have if you picked him up. You just never know, and he's, he's obviously going to play rotation minutes there too. Yeah, I got him in a, a Yahoo, my other Yahoo league, and um. I'm just going to hang on to him because I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's anybody better on the waiver wire for me to go get right now. Um, he's not going to be uh, a superstar with Gafford around, but he's going to be, he's going to put up serviceable numbers and be worth hanging on to. So totally with you on that. I'm hanging on to Marvin Bagley. Uh, is Cam Whitmore of Houston, the Houston Rockets, is he a guy we need to be keeping a close eye on right now? I would say so. Um, yeah, he didn't play well in that spot start over the weekend against the Celtics, but he'd been on a decent run of double-digit scoring efforts before then. And the Tari Eason situation in terms of his leg injury, that's a little bit concerning. Um, Whitmore's minutes have picked up with Eason out. And I think Houston's one of those teams that's probably going to trend downward within the West as some of those you know more – experienced teams kind of kick hit their stride, you know, down the stretch of the season here. So I think Whitmore is someone to definitely continue to keep an eye on. Have you given up on Tari Eason yet? Not yet. Uh, if you can stash him in an IL plus slot, I would consider doing that. But if you don't have the room to do it, I can understand dropping him. I just haven't given up on him because of the rebounding and the defensive potential when he's on the floor. Yeah, I, I gave up. Um, I, I didn't have room to hold him anymore. Mm-hmm. I had to let him go. But I and I love Tarison, but man, he's been hurt all year and it's it just yeah. doesn't it just doesn't look good to me. Um uh Ralph LeBron James 
is out tonight with an ankle injury. Are you messing with Tarian Prince or Ri Hachimara or Jared Vando? Or uh, do you just sit back and watch the Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell's show? Like, what's going to happen? I think it kind of depends on what you may need, you know, for your team in that matchup. If you're in a category league, like if you need three pointers, maybe you lean towards Torian Prince. Um, I'd expect him to be back in the starting lineup. And then LeBron's absence, that that probably keeps Rui Hachimura in the starting lineup for another game. Um, I don't know. I It's going to be a heavy dose of AD and, and D'Angelo Russell. Russell's been on fire recently. So, you know, but – yeah, I think if anything, you, you may look at those other options as potential like matchup plays. Like, what do I need within my roster within a particular within this week before deciding on which one to pick up? Okay, uh, let's answer a couple questions from the viewers. We'll go for about five minutes here and then we'll shut it down. Um, Aditha is here every week. Says it stinks that. Ty Halliburton is going to miss at least three games because they brought him back too soon just to play with Pascal. Um, I, I missed that, if that's the case. Is Hallie ruled out for three games? Or he's, uh, he's going to miss his third. I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I didn't see that either. So, Well, he missed one, right? Maybe that, yeah, he missed the one the other day. Maybe that dropped. Yep, there it is. Out at least three games. So, yeah, that's – damn. That, that is great terrible news. That is terrible yeah. news for your 30 deep. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great way to finish off the morning. But, um, yeah, that's tough. I think now you got TJ McConnell back on the radar. Um, yeah. I think he's the better pickup than Andrew Nemhard when we talk about streaming options in Indiana. But if you can't get McConnell, maybe you roll the dice on, on Nemhard in the deep league. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm a TJ. I'm a TJ McConnell guy too. Um, sorry to break the news to you that way. I paid. I paid Aditha to to send that in so I could shock you right after I I gave your fantasy team all that hype, all that love. No, I'm just kidding. Jeez. Uh, that stinks. Um, Marvin says I was offered Deer and Fox for Donovan Mitchell. Take it or pass. I'll tell you what. I've as a Deer and Fox guy, and especially in thirty deep. His free throw shooting is just awful. And mm. his field goal percentage isn't that great at times either. Like last night was not good. I'm like, what are you doing, Darren? Like, just make free throws, bro. Yeah, I'm passing in that. Uh, Mitchell's been rolling recently. Um, they pretty much had him as the point guard. You know, with no Darius Garland, I think that's been huge for him in terms of being able to make play, even more plays than usual with the basketball in his hands. So, yeah, there's no way I'd trade Donovan Mitchell for De'Aaron Fox right now. Uh, Brian B. giving us some love. The boys are back. Um, recent pickup of Brandon Miller looking good so far. Yeah, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing left to say. Like, congrats. He, he should be good to go. Yeah. Uh, Guilford Wong wants to know thoughts on Jordan Hawkins. I know Camlin and I talked about him a lot last week. Mm -hmm. Camo was all in on Jordan Hawkins. He said he yeah. had this insight that he was going to get all this playing time. Um, he's been okay. Mm -hmm. They need a shooting. You know, that, that's a, a starting lineup that really doesn't offer too much. Um, so Trey Murphy, Jordan Hawkins, those are guys that 
definitely see figure a bit more prominently um, in the rotation as the season continues to wear on. And obviously that wild card that is Zion Williamson's health, you know, that's something to always take into consideration too. So yeah, I like that Jordan Hawkins call. Um, Zach says Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Devin Booker for Donovan Mitchell and Pascal Siakam. This is a good one to go out on. This is going to make my head. Yeah. Uh, which side of this do you like? I think for me, it's pretty easy. I, I think I like the Mitchell Siakam side just because I, mm. I don't know that JJJ is going to keep playing for Memphis, uh, this form of the Memphis Grizzlies yeah. for uh, too much longer. Yeah, that's my concern, too. Like, the other three guys in this scenario all have something to play for, you know, throughout the remainder of the season. Like, I don't know. Memphis doesn't really strike me as a franchise that would, like, blatantly shut guys down. But doesn't it probably wouldn't take too much to figure out an injury to, hey, I need to get that cleaned up or take a couple weeks off, you know, between now and the end of the season. So, yeah, I, I think I would lean Mitchell and Siakam in that scenario. Um, what happens without Halliburton for Siakam is something to keep an eye on in the short term. But I think long term, I would go Mitchell and Siakam there. Well, now we need to hope that Ty Halliburton misses three games and then he's good to go. Like that, yeah. that's yeah. where we're at. Because if he misses more games, uh, his awards – his awards are in jeopardy. He's gonna be he's gonna be at that 65 game threshold. And then, you know, the whole reason Pascal Siakam is there is for the Pacers to try to win now. Yeah. And they need Halbert and running the show to do that. So they get they're gonna be super careful with him probably coming back this time. Um, last question. Um uh, Jerry Lynn, Bam out of bio or Scotty Barnes straight up. I give me Scotty. Yeah, I think. It's quite clear that they're building that franchise around Scotty Barnes. Uh, Bam's clearly a focal point in Miami, but yeah, I, I think I would go Scotty for sure. Did you know Scotty Barnes is a superstar in this league? Did you know Scotty Barnes is running the show? Like that rant that their coach went on the other night. Yeah, and he was he kept talking about Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was my favorite coaching rant maybe yeah. since uh, playoffs and Jim Mora. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good one. You know, he certainly got his money's worth. He didn't get fined for it. Might as well go out, you know, guns blazing. I loved it so much. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, click the subscribe button, like it, do whatever whatever you can do to keep it going. Um, if you want to try RotoWire for free, uh, you can do that. It's rotowire.com slash try. Pretty pretty simple, pretty basic. Roth, it was great having you back in the attic, man. This uh, mm-hmm. That's the fastest 50 minutes of my life, I think, right there. Just right. cruised on by. I'm losing my voice. My voice is shaky. Uh, I'm talking more than ever this year. I, I, mm-hmm. I tend not to speak to people unless I'm on a podcast or a radio show. Yeah. <clears throat> so my voice is usually pretty good shape. But this year, I've been doing so many shows that it never really has a chance to catch up and recover. So... Thank you for being on. It was super fun. We'll do it again, uh, maybe again before the season's over. Yeah, hope so. Good time. Great to talk to you again, man. All right, man. You got anything you need to plug over there at Roto World? Um, well, right before we went on, published a, a column on the fantasy impact of the Terry Rozier trade. So 
Guys, hmm. check that out and see my thoughts on where Charlotte and Miami go from here. Dude, that's my favorite thing about not uh, working there anymore is I, I don't get phone calls or text messages or stuff asking me to jump on and record an email real, or record a video real quick or yeah. uh, crank out a column. Can you crank out a column in five minutes about this trade? Uh, <laughs> no, man, I'm going to be a bit sleeping. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, Cam and I will be here on Thursday. I'll be back next Tuesday with another special guest on this show. Thanks for coming. Roth, have a great day. All right. Thanks. You too. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.